Part One, Section Fifteen of *The Age of Reason* by Thomas Paine. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. In every point of view in which those things called miracles can be placed and considered, the reality of them is improbable and their existence unnecessary. They would not, as before observed, answer any useful purpose, even if they were true for it is more difficult to obtain belief to a miracle than to a principle evidently moral without any miracle moral principle speaks universally for itself miracle could be but a thing of the moment and sing but by a few after this it requires a transfer of faith from god to man to believe a miracle upon man's report instead therefore of admitting the recitals of miracles as evidence of any system of religion being true they ought to be considered as symptoms of its being fabulous it is necessary to the full and upright character of truth that it rejects the crutch and it is consistent with the character of fable to seek the aid that truth rejects thus much for mystery and miracle as mystery and miracle took charge of the past and the present prophecy took charge of the future and rounded the tenses of faith it was not sufficient to know what had been done but what would be done the supposed prophet was the supposed historian of times to come and if he happened in shooting with a long bow of a thousand years to strike within a thousand miles of a mark the ingenuity of posterity would make it point-blank and if he happened to be directly wrong it was only to suppose as in the case of jonah and nineveh that god had repented himself and changed his mind what a fool do fabulous systems make of man it has been shown in a former part of this work that the original meaning of the words prophet and prophesying has been changed and that a prophet in the sense of the word as now used is a creature of modern invention and it is owing to this change in the meaning of the words that the flights and metaphors of the jewish poets and phrases and expressions now rendered obscure by our not being acquainted with the local circumstances to which they applied at the time they were used have been erected into prophecies and made to bend to explanations at the will and whimsical conceits of sectaries expounders and commentators everything unintelligible was prophetical and everything insignificant was typical a blunder would have served for a prophecy and a dishclout for a type if by a prophet we are to suppose a man to whom the almighty communicated some event that would take place in the future either there were such men or there were not if there were it is consistent to believe that the event so communicated would be told in terms that could be understood and not related in such a loose and obscure manner as to be out of the comprehension of those that heard it 
and so equivocal as to fit almost any circumstance that might happen afterwards it is conceiving every irreverently of the almighty to suppose he would deal in this jesting manner with mankind yet all the things called prophecies in the book called the bible come under this description but it is with prophecy as it is with miracle it could not answer the purpose even if it were real those to whom a prophecy should be told could not tell whether the man prophesied or lied or whether it had been revealed to him or whether he conceded it and if the thing that he prophesied or intended to prophesy should happen or something like it among the multitude of things that are daily happening nobody could again know whether he foreknew it or guessed at it or whether it was accidental a prophet therefore is a character useless and unnecessary and the safe side of the case is to guard against being imposed upon by not giving credit to such relations upon the whole mystery miracle and prophecy are appendages that belong to fabulous and not to true religion they are the means by which so many low here's and low there's have been spread about the world and religion been made into a trade the success of one impostor gave encouragement to another and the quieting salvo of doing some good by keeping up a pious fraud protected them from remorse having now extended the subject to a greater length than i first intended i shall bring it to a close by abstracting a summary from the whole first that the idea or belief of a word of god existing in print or in writing or in speech is inconsistent in itself for reasons already assigned these reasons among many others are the want of a universal language the mutability of language the errors to which translations are subject the possibility of totally suppressing such a word the probability of altering it or of fabricating the whole and imposing it upon the world secondly that the creation we behold is the real and ever-existing word of god in which we cannot be deceived it proclaims his power it demonstrates his wisdom it manifests his goodness and beneficence thirdly that the moral duty of man consists in imitating the moral goodness and beneficence of god manifested in the creation towards all his creatures that seeing as we daily do the goodness of god to all men it is an example calling upon all men to practice the same towards each other and consequently that everything of persecution and revenge between man and man and everything of cruelty to animals is a violation of moral duty i trouble not myself about the manner of future existence i content myself with believing even to positive conviction 
that the power that gave me existence is able to continue it in any form and manner he pleases either with or without his body and it appears more probable to me that i shall continue to exist hereafter than that i should have had existence as i now have before that existence began it is certain that in one point all nations of the earth and all religions agree all believe in a god the things in which they disagree are the redundancies annexed to that belief and therefore if ever an universal religion should prevail it will not be believing any new thing but in getting rid of redundancies and believing as man believed at first adam if ever there was such a man was created a deist but in the meantime let every man follow as he has a right to do the religion and the worship he prefers end of the first part